What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff. New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, One Hard Thing Mentally Strong People Do When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. It's wild how we outgrow what we once thought we couldn't live without, and then we fall in love with what we didn't even know we wanted. Life keeps leading us down paths we would never travel if it were up to us. So don't be afraid, have faith, Trust the journey. Don't let your expectations of how life should be blind you to the beauty of the life you're actually living. And of course, if you're struggling with this right now and struggling with trusting the journey and taming your expectations, know that you're not alone. Many of us are here with you working hard to let go, find more presence and acceptance and get our thinking back on track. Let me share a quick metaphor with you that I often share with our core students and live event attendees. I want you to imagine that you had a ripe, juicy tangerine sitting on the table in front of you. You pick it up eagerly, you take a bite, and you begin to taste it. You already know how a ripe, juicy tangerine should taste. And so when this one is a bit more tart than you expected, you make a face, feel a sense of disappointment, and swallow it, feeling a bit cheated out of the experience you expected. Or perhaps the tangerine tastes completely normal, nothing special at all. So you swallow it without even pausing to appreciate its flavor as you move on to the next unworthy bite and the next. In the first scenario, the tangerine let you down because it didn't meet your expectations. In the second scenario, it was too plain because it met your expectations to a T. Do you see the irony here? It's either not good or not good enough. This is how many of us live our lives, unhappily. It's why so many of us feel let down, disappointed, and unexcited about almost everything in our lives because nothing really meets our expectations. Now imagine you try this instead. Remove your expectations of how the tangerine should taste. You don't know and you don't expect to know because you haven't even tried it yet. Instead, you're genuinely curious, impartial and open to a variety of possible flavors. You taste it and you truly pay attention. You notice the juiciness, the texture of the pulp, the simultaneously tangy, tart, and sweet flavor swirling around on your tongue, and all the other complex sensations that arise in your awareness as you chew. You didn't know how this tangerine would taste, but now you realize it's different than the rest. It's remarkable in its own way, too. It's a totally new experience, a worthwhile experience, because you've never tasted this tangerine before. Mindfulness experts often refer to this as beginner's mind, but really, it's just the result of a mindset free of needless and stifling expectations. The tangerine, of course, can be substituted for almost anything in your life, any event, any situation, any relationship, any person, any thought at all that enters your mind. If you approach any of these with expectations of how it should be or how it has to be in order to be good enough for you, they will almost always disappoint you in some way or be too plain and unexciting to even remember. And you'll just move on to the next disappointment or unworthy life experience and the next and the next and so on and so forth until you've lived the vast majority of your life stuck in an endless cycle of experiences you barely like 
or barely even notice. When you add up over a decade worth of one-on-one coaching sessions with students, open conversations with our readers, and the annual events we host, Mark and I have lots of experience when it comes to assisting people through the pain points that have been holding them back. And one of the most prevalent pain points we've seen unfold over the years is what Mark just talked about, expectations gone wrong. In fact, most of what we describe as our biggest problems are the direct consequence of how we react to life on an average day. Yes, sometimes there are major tragedies to cope with, but most of the time, the only real tragedy is our weak thinking and resulting behavior in the present moment. Exercising your mental strength, your inner resilience is key. And you don't have to be born mentally strong either. You can develop this vital characteristic trait with a daily practice. Is it easy? Not exactly. Is it worth it? Absolutely. And it all starts with facing the present moment fully with genuine presence and acceptance. Even when times are relatively good, one of the hardest challenges we face in life is to simply live in our own skin, to just be right here, right now, regardless of where we are. Too often, we aimlessly distract ourselves with anything and everything, food, booze, shopping, television, gossip, news, social networks, video games, our phones, our iPads, basically anything to keep us from being fully present. We use compulsive work, compulsive exercise, compulsive love affairs and the like to escape from ourselves and the realities of living with full presence. In fact, many of us will go to great lengths to avoid the feeling of being alone with ourselves in an undistracted environment. So we succumb to hanging out with just about anybody to avoid the feeling of solitude. For being alone means dealing with our true feelings, fears, anxieties, anticipation, uncertainty, frustrations, envy, disappointment, and so on and so forth. And when harder times hit, things spiral even further out of control. On the flip side, Mentally strong people gradually grow to understand that finding peace and happiness in life does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, no challenges, and no hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things while remaining focused in your mind and calm in your heart. It's about letting go of the pictures in your head about how things were supposed to be and facing the present moment's challenges with presence and poise. So begin today by just noticing with curiosity and without judgment all of the ways in which you avoid being in your own skin with your own issues right here, right now, in this present moment we call life. Then focus carefully on what you're truly feeling. Don't numb yourself with any more distractions, but instead bring how you feel further into your awareness. Turn to it and welcome it. Smile and give what you feel your full, thoughtful attention. Notice the feeling in your body. Where is the feeling situated and what unique qualities does it have? Notice the tension in your body and also in your mind that arises from this feeling. Try relaxing the tense parts of your body. Then relax the tense parts of your mind. Do so by focusing on your breath. 
Close your eyes. Breathe in and feel it. Breathe out and feel it again and again until you feel more relaxed. In this more relaxed state, find some quiet space within yourself. And in this space, allow yourself to rediscover the fundamental goodness within you that's present in every moment. Allow yourself to rediscover the fundamental goodness of this very moment that's always available to you whenever you're willing to focus on it. Take time to just sit with the inner peace these simple rediscoveries bring. This is the practice of letting go of stress and simply accepting this moment as it is and yourself as you are. You can do this anytime, wherever you are. You can practice focusing on the goodness in others as well. Seeing the goodness in your challenges and relationships and work, even when things don't go exactly as planned. You can build a healthy daily ritual of stopping unnecessary stress in your life and rediscovering the peace and joy and love that are always just a few thoughts away. It's such a a simple thing, and yet, as we've talked about through many of our episodes here, a hard thing, right? It is a hard thing um, because being present, bringing your focus back, um, clearing your mind of those distractions, right, and everything, all the noise around you is not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially as you're hastily moving through your lives. Are there any practices that that have specifically helped you? You know, I think the mental distractions are tough, but how many physical distractions are we doing and that we can control it a little bit more immediate, right? Like I'm guilty. I'm at a red light and I'm pulling out my phone, right? Mm. I'm looking at it. Um, the distractions are always there and I'm guilty of doing it. So I I remove social media off my phone every now oh, and yeah. then, Angel's right? very, very I good about delete that. delete Facebook and Instagram because all of a sudden I catch myself going on it too much when it's not necessary. And really, what am I taking out of it? And so I catch myself doing that. So I definitely- And I like how you do it intermittently too. Like Angel will remove it for like a week and kind of break the cycle a bit. And then when she goes back into it, she's she's more moderate in her consumption. Because I'm more aware of what I'm doing. Um, So I do that to help from the environment distractions, right? And then for the mental distractions, I mean, gosh, yeah, our expectations get the best of us, right? You know, I love the example that you talked about, the tangerine. It's either not, it's either not good or not good enough, right? It's it's not what we expected. Um, so, yeah, we have to challenge our thinking and our expectations and provide that space to feel and to be still. And I've mentioned it in the past on other episodes But I have really embraced float studios. Um, If you've never heard of a float studio, I highly uh, suggest you check it out. It's you're pretty much laying in like a bathtub with 10,000 pounds of Epsom salt and you float. It removes all sensations. Um, So you're just there and you're floating and it feels as though you're floating in space, right? You're, You're just drifting and you do this for about 60 minutes. And you got to focus on your breathing and your thoughts and what's going on through your mind because you're, you're constantly thinking, right? So we've got to learn how to slow that down. We've got to learn how to acknowledge the thoughts, but to not attach to the thoughts. 
And, you know, about 20 minutes in, you get to that state where you're relaxed, where you're not worrying about your to-do list, where you're not stressing out about all of your responsibilities. And I got to say, every time I am done doing um, one of those float sessions, I mean, the benefits last at least two weeks. You know, I'm less irritated. I'm less frustrated. I'm not as quick to get angry. I'm more patient. I'm more still, I'm more aware of that moment of what's going on in my thinking around that moment. And it has been something that I, I, I can't recommend enough. And I can only imagine if everyone did a float studio, how different our world would be and how we would slow down to be still. And yeah, it may be well, I love tough. how it forces you to embrace like exactly what's We're, going on in your head. Exactly right? where Just you like are meditation. And, yeah. I mean, people use meditation for something similar. But this one is like you're, you're literally in this space for, for 60 minutes and you're forced to just sit with yourself with exactly yeah. how you feel in your body and exactly what's going on in your head. There's, there is no light. There's mm-hmm. no distraction. And some people may say, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, no, I don't want to be left with my thoughts. <laughs> you know, that, that scares me. I don't want to have to do that. But if you're struggling with that and you think that could be a problem, you just focus on your breath. You know, I still have to do that. I still have to come, come back to my breath when I find myself going down a rabbit hole of my thoughts. And, you know, I take a deep breath in. I count to 10. I hold it for 10 seconds. And then I release the breath. For 10 seconds. And if you do that, you know, three to five times, it really settles your body. It mm. settles your mind. It, it removes the stress. Um, and, and you can do that whether you're in the, a float studio or whether you're just in life in general. Yeah. I mean, I catch myself doing that when I, when I need to take that three second pause, I go ahead and I take some deep, deep breaths just to center myself. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is a practice in letting go of expectations, of distractions, of, it's almost like embracing, you know, I mean, that's what I love about this practice that you, that you do is it really is embracing the present moment for what it's worth. And, and you, you are being sort of forced into it, but you're, you're choosing to put yourself in that situation. And then you come out of that situation with a more present and focused mind, not attached to how things have to be not attached to anything, right? You're, you're sort of, you're more free in that moment because your mind's gotten there. It honestly, it kind of indirectly reminds me of a, uh, a metaphor that we always use a lot of times with the, the live event attendees at our Think Better, Live Better conference, um, where we talk about this idea of resisting life and what it means to let go. And I, and I have everyone uh, close their eyes and envision the fact that I've put a blindfold on them. So I've put a blindfold on them and I've thrown them in the center of a very large swimming pool, right? And They don't realize that they're about to be thrown into the pool. So as soon as they hit the water, they immediately start resisting. Like what happens if you're blindfolded and you get randomly tossed into a giant swimming pool? You hit the center of the pool and you're also in the water hits you and you're like, you start resisting where you are, right? And you've got this blindfold on that you can't get off and you start splashing around aimlessly, panicking in a sense, right? Imagine it's completely dark, bam, and you splash in there. And this is how many of us live our lives, right? We get something unexpected happens and we start thrashing about, splashing, reaching for an edge of the pool that we believe is nearby, but really it's far away, right? It's not nearby. And so we literally start choking over the water in the pool, even though we're fully capable of swimming. (laughs) And in that moment of surprise, we have two choices. We can either drown in the process of reaching for something that isn't there an edge of the pool that we believe, you know, reaching for something that we believe should be there that isn't, or we can embrace the water around us, realize, okay, 
There is no edge nearby to hold on to, but there is water here and I can lean back and not resist it, embrace where I am and I can float, right? (laughs) I can float right here and embrace my environment. And when I do that, I put myself in the position to gracefully and gradually get over to that edge of the pool. It's going to take me a little longer than I thought, but I'm going to get there and I'm going to not drown in the process of doing so. And I think that's what's fascinating. You know, like your float studio, it's like you, after a stressful day of work or whatnot, you enter this, this space where you sit there and you let go of everything and you just float. You just embrace your surroundings. You embrace what's in your mind and in your heart. And you come out of that with a, a, a level of presence and a mindset that allows you to grab the edges mm-hmm. in your life, right? Yeah. And actually make a difference, which is important. Yeah. And that's why meditation, that's why all these practices are so valuable because it puts us in the right mindset to make great decisions and to gradually move forward mm-hmm. or gradually make progress. Anyone who's been around a young child, you know, um, anywhere from two years old to 10 years old, knows that they want to resist everything, right? It's like, no, I want to do it this way. Everything is no out of their mouth or do it this way or why aren't we doing this way? And, you know, we have this problem with Mac and I have to talk to them, talk to him and say, okay, let's not resist. Go with the flow, like surrender. And it's applicable to adults too, Mm. right? Sometimes we want to resist, but why are we resisting? Like, why are we so quick to say no? Because it's not our idea because that's not what we had planned. And it's like, no, imagine if you could go 24 hours without resisting what is. Just surrender to the plans of the day, to what's going to happen, to how it's going to unravel and not be so quick to hold on to control and to think it has to be a different way. So that would also be a a challenge is, can you go 24 hours without resisting what is, without trying to hold on so tight and have way plans go the way you want them to. And that is the baseline right there Mm -hmm. for optimism, right? Optimism is not empty positivity. Optimism is acceptance and it's moving forward in the best way possible, which is embrace the present circumstance and make the best of it, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about. And I love that. Again, if you're looking to dive more into this topic, we talk about this in our video course, Getting Back to Happy. And you can find more information at markandangel.com. What you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Better.